So another slate, another night that ends in excruciating pain. Last night we had the Jordan Poole ejection. Uh, tonight, just so much. Like I could get into it. I could tilt for like 20 minutes, but um, we got a big time game slate. So we'll do, we'll do the abbreviated version. Um, Orlando Robinson at his ownership. Once we got the starting lineup, one of the worst plays of the slate gets there for the fish. Um, what else? Random massive blowout for the Pelicans when they have half the team out. Also, they played like everyone 25 minutes. Uh, a lot more stuff. Like, so we'll just keep the abbreviated version. Let's just say, oh, Rudy Gobert, shoot him to the moon, man. Shoot Rudy Gobert to the moon. I've said it. I've been saying it for like four years now. He's the most overrated player in the NBA. The fact that he can't even have a decent game against that front court against Miami, shoot him to the moon. Nas Reed's the better player. I'm a big Nas guy. Bench Rudy Gobert. I mean, he is the worst, man. He is the absolute worst. So that's the abbreviated version, guys. Just a super frustrating night. I'm not like... Oh, been a tilting last last few few days. I got hooked on prize picks. Jared Allen missed by like one. Oh, rough, rough few days over there in prize picks for me as well. But remember, though. Remember this. No one on gambling Twitter loses. Remember that. No one loses on gambling Twitter. No one. Everyone wins. Everyone's profitable. No one has ever lost a dime on gambling Twitter. So, yeah, just ugh. forget forgettable last few days. Burning money on prize books over the last couple of days. I know it'll turn around. It, it will, but, like, ugh. I'm ready to move on, man. I'm ready to move on. I'm not, like, I have a few players in the late game, but it's not going to matter. It's not going to, just, ugh. Oh. I'm mad. I am mad. But all right, guys, let's move on. 10 games. Um, if you guys are looking for more enough content, check my Patreon link down below. The sponsors, prize picks. If you're not familiar, player prop site, build two, three, four, five, up to six player props and up to 25 extra money. Use the code DKDFS, 100% match up to $100. Link is down below. All right, so Lakers and Magic is the first game here. On the Lakers side, AD still out. LeBron probable. Dennis Schroeder probable. Um, I think LeBron's a pretty solid spend up in a good matchup. He should play mid 30s Mets. He hasn't really had that explosion game yet with Anthony Davis, but it's definitely there. Westbrook at 7-2. The minutes have been a bit disappointing for him coming off the bench. I expect probably 25 to 30 minutes from him. If he was playing like mid-30s minutes, I would like him a good amount, but the minutes have not been a bit disappointing. Thomas Bryant faders got massively bailed out with a random rotation for him, only playing 19 minutes. Um, against a bigger front court like the Magic, I would assume he probably closes and plays like low 30s minutes, which makes him a pretty good play. We'll see what that does for the ownership. He was very popular uh, on Christmas Day, and since he burned a lot of people by just randomly only playing like three minutes in the second half, I think that could lower his ownership. I'm not super worried about the minutes. I would think if this game is competitive, he does play over 30 again. Mid-range guys like Walker and Schroeder feel priced about right. I don't mind Reeves for value. He should come off the bench and play around 30 minutes. Uh, Pat Beverly should play a good amount too. He's 4.1K. Gabriel's going to play the backup five. But yeah, that's basically it for the Lakers. And the Magic side, not a ton. You got one of Carter Jr. back. You got Gary Harris back. I would assume their minutes, uh, you know, tick up a bit, but probably not enough for me to get to them yet, which kind of hurts everyone else. Bancaro's 8-1. I mean, it's a good matchup. You can play him in tournaments. You can play Markel Fultz in tournaments. This guy's also caused me to so much pain, man. I mean, he just, I get him in all of these floor games. Whenever I fade, he does this. Like, it's literally he crushes or he busts. There's like no in between with this guy. It's so incredibly frustrating. Well, Anthony had a big game last game, but he's also been up and down. His minutes not really secure either. I mean, there's a bunch of like viable just tournament plays like Bancaro, Fultz, Cole Anthony, all in play for GPPs for me. If you want to play Mo Wagner, I guess you could, but his minutes tick down with Carter Jr. back. Philadelphia and Washington. Can we just talk about how many minutes James Harden is playing? Like, Doc Rivers, what are you doing, man? 
You're playing James Harden 43 minutes a night? Not going to work out in the long... Like, in the playoffs, this is not the... Like, can't do this in the regular season to a guy. To a guy, especially at this age, James Harden, with uh, he's been relatively injury-prone to. Like, you can't do it. You can't do it. So, um, don't know what Doc Rivers is doing. He's a flat-out idiot for playing James Harden that much. But if he's going to continue to play 40-plus minutes, you got to have Anderson Harden. you got to have Anderson Bede. They're playing a ton right now. It's a decent match against Washington. I have Anderson both. Harris and Melton are secondary plays. Shake Milton is viable at 4K. He probably plays low 20s minutes off the bench. Niang will play a bit off the bench as well. On the Washington side, so last game they started Gafford at the 5. Curious if they do that again against some Bede, because I don't really think that... Um, Porzingis can handle Joel Embiid. So, like, they might start that big lineup with Morris, Beal, Kuzma, Porzingis, Gafford. If that's the case, I would feel a bit better about Porzingis um, just because there'd be less foul concerns for him. But uh, there's no one that really stands out for me in Washington. Porzingis, Kuzma, Beal, all in play for tournaments. I know it's a team that forgetfully, I mean, you, get, you got DeLon right back to. I mean, I guess if Gafford starts and you think he's out of foul trouble, you can play him. But that guy's always prone to foul trouble, and Embiid is, Embiid is great at drawing fouls. Moving on to Houston. So Houston, their top three guy, top four guys really all in play here. There is a lot of blowout risk going up against one of the best teams in the NBA. But KPJ, Green, Sangoon, and Jabari Smith, I think all viable in GPPs. That's really it. I mean, maybe since it's a back-to-back, they rest Eric Gordon. If that's the case, we can look to a guy like KJ Martin. Let's move on to Boston. Uh, Boston, fully healthy team. Can we talk about how Robert Williams only played 14 minutes last game? Like, come on. His mitts are trending up. I'm thinking, okay, he's going to be a solid value for Christmas. 14 minutes. Like, why are we playing Blake Griffin and Sam Hauser on Christmas? Can someone explain that to me? That really tilted me, too. Um, But, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Like, I like the ceiling on these main guys if you think the game stays competitive. But there's a lot of blowout risks like Tatum, Brown, both in play for tournaments. If you want to look to like the bigs and Horford or Rob Williams, you can. There's no standouts though for me in Boston. Clippers and Raptors, it's a back-to-back. I would assume that Kawhi Leonard um, will be available here. We'll see about Paul George. Maybe he rests since the game went to overtime. I don't know if you guys saw that. The Clippers were down, I think, 13 with like three and a half minutes left. Ilu waved the white flag. The bench made a run and sent it to overtime. And then he brought the starters back. Like really, really strange. Um, of course, Paul George, like 50% and he gets overtime. Like, Oh, John Wall could rest since it's back to back. We'll see who's available. I, I, would, I would assume Kawhi Leonard is available. If Kawhi is available, there's nothing that stands out to me. Uh, maybe a Zubac at 4-6 um, who is, you know, has played a lot over the last couple of games. I guess he would probably be my favorite play in the Clippers. But uh, if everyone plays there's, outside of Zubac, not a ton that stands out. On the Toronto side, I'm also really tilted about Siakam, man. I mean, I played him. I think I played him here. 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 Bus, 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 bus. Finally faded 68 against uh, Philly and 76 against the Knicks. I am so happy for Pascal Siakam, though. I am not tilted whatsoever. We are big Pascal Siakam fans here, right? No way. There's no tilting on this channel. Yay for Pascal. But yeah, Siakam Van Fleet, they're going to play a ton. I mean, this is also just an absolutely insane rotation that Toronto runs in the regular season. But yeah, I think both guys look decent. Siak or Scotty Barnes, OG are up and down. I'm not messing with Gary Trent. The minutes have been ticking down in Boucher. It's mainly Siakam and Van Fleet. Atlanta and the Pacers, so Capella's still out. DeAndre Hunter, questionable. Um, we'll see if they start Okongu or Zach Collins, or Zach Collins, John Collins. Um, John Collins, uh, 29 minutes last game, decent point for a guy. If he starts at the five, I like him. If they start Okongwu, 
um, then I think I'd prefer Okongwu. So we'll see what they do the starting lineup. Like, if Hunter's out, they could just go a little bit big and start Young, Murray, uh, Bogdanovich, Collins, Okongwu. Um, but yeah, Trey Young, Murray in play for GPPs. You know, Trey Young's been still having decent games, even with Jonte Murray back. The price on Murray has dropped a lot to 8.3K. He's still been relatively disappointing, but I don't mind trying to buy low on Murray. Bogdanovich feels priced about right. And then uh, maybe if DeAndre Hunter's out, you see more minutes for a guy like A.J. Griffin. Could be a potential value if he starts. So we'll keep an eye on that one. On the Pacers side, so they're currently getting destroyed by the Pelicans. Um, I like the ceiling on Halliburton. Um, you know, if the, in a competitive game, he is the guy with the highest ceiling. Miles Turner, if he stays out of foul trouble, probably plays low 30s minutes. Not a bad option there. And then just a bunch of tournament plays like Heald and Matherin and Nemhard, Naismith, Jalen Smith. The rotation is pretty frustrating that they're running right now. So outside of Halley and, and Turner, it's hard for me to trust anyone. Spurs and Thunder, it's a back-to-back. We'll see if the Spurs rest anyone. Um, but the frustrating thing is just the rotation, right? They're not really playing anyone huge minutes. I guess if I had to pick one of these top-end guys, it probably would be Keldon Johnson. Decent spot here. So don't mind him in tournaments. Vassell, Jones are just there for me. Pirtle and Collins are splitting the center minutes. Sohan, the price went down. He was over-owned tonight. Uh, I mean, if he's going to be popular again, I don't want to go to him. If he's low-owned tomorrow, I'm fine playing him. On the Thunder side, I mean, Shea Gildas-Alexander's 10K. You know, the ceiling's clearly there. Decent matchup. I think he looks pretty good. Gideon Dort, field price about right. We know Pokashevsky's up and down. Minutes, never secure, but ceiling's there. Hanish Williams has been playing relatively consistent minutes, so... If you wanted to target one of these really cheap guys, I guess he's your safest option. Uh, let's move on, though, to Phoenix and Memphis. So Phoenix, four injuries. Booker got injured. Uh, screwed me. I took the Aiton under PRA. And you better believe Devin Booker got uh, injured right away in the first quarter. Of course, Aiton stays out of foul trouble. Goes for like a 20-20 game. Yippee. Um, but yeah, no Booker, no Landry Shamit, no Payne, no Cam Johnson, no Jay Crowder. This team is just cannot stay healthy right now. And uh, a couple days ago, when they played at home against Memphis, they got absolutely destroyed. So there is blowout risk. Memphis is a pretty good team, too. But if the game stays competitive, it's Chris Paul. Remember, though. Remember. According to Twitter, Chris Paul is worse when Devin Booker is off the court. He has lower usage when Devin Booker is off the court. That's what Twitter told me. That's what Twitter told me. But oh, wait. 17 points, 16 assists, four boards. Oh, a 50 bomb for Paul when Devin Booker gets injured. Hmm. But he's worse off. Huh. You learn something new every day. Aiton, Bridges, they're both fine. Craig should play a ton if the game says competitive. Value is where it gets interesting. I would assume that they start Damian Lee at 4-4. Um, I would assume he probably plays... 25, 30 minutes, I think he's a fair value. But if you think this game blows out, which is definitely possible, there's a couple, like, interesting plays. Josh Okoji's, um, you know, been decent for them off the bench when given minutes. In a blowout, I could see him having a decent game. You know, Dwayne Washington probably sees some garbage time run if the game blows out. Um, So, you know, there are a couple different ways you could go if you think this game blows out. But um, let's move on to Memphis. So Memphis, basically fully healthy team. Uh, I like the ceiling on Ja. You know, he has been playing a bit more in competitive games. 38 minutes there against Denver, 41 in, against Golden State. Um, so, like the ceiling on him, but with Bain back, he's definitely not a priority. Bain not seeing a full complement of minutes. Triple J, he has a ceiling, but he's, like, always in foul trouble. It's just the same situation with him every single game. Steven Adams, I think, is probably your safest bet. He should, in a competitive game, probably play 25 to 30 minutes. There's really Memphis pretty uninteresting team. 
On the Knicks side, pretty important. So they're running a tight rotation and Brunson is questionable. If Brunson's out, I would assume quickly starts. If quickly starts, I would say he's probably my favorite play in the slate. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that one. But Randall, Barrett, they're going to play a ton. I mean, I've been, I know I sound like a broken record, but I've been taking advantages a ton, just playing the Knicks a lot, hammering their overs on prize picks because it's just a different rotation they're running than they were earlier in the year. So I still like Randall. I still like Barrett. Again, if Brunson's out, quickly looks amazing. Quentin Grimes is playing a ton. I'm fine with him in the mid-range. Robinson, if he stays out of foul trouble, has a ceiling. Surprise, he did stay out of foul trouble against Embiid, but he smashed. Again, he he can, he does have that ceiling if he can stay out of foul trouble. If he gets in foul trouble, Hartenstein benefits. Um, yeah, if Brunson plays, I'm fine with him too. So that's Knicks are a pretty easy team to talk about. On the Dallas side, Luka Doncic, 12K, if you're comfortable with enough of the value. Uh, obviously, you can play Luka Doncic. It's just a matter of is there enough good value to get him in there. Wood, he's been up and down. Minutes been up and down. Production been up and down. But ceiling's there. We've seen a couple 60 bombs from him two of the last five games. So don't mind him in a tournament setting. Dinwiddie right now is just playing a ton of minutes. I'm totally fine playing him in the mid-range. Hardaway also playing a ton. He started really slow, but uh, got there late. Now, the downside of Tim Hardaway Jr. is he's relatively scoring dependent. So if he does not make his shots, he can hurt you. Reggie Bullock, with all these guys out, should play a good amount. It's just it's Reggie Bullock. Like No one wants to play the guy, but... Yeah, I guess he's fine. It just ugh, makes me want to puke. Charlotte and Golden State. This is a really appealing game, and that Charlotte game is just starting now. I want to see what the Hornets rotation is tonight without Nick Richards. I mentioned this in a video yesterday, but if they just go, you know, PJ Washington is the backup five and don't dust off one of those end of the bench centers, going to make the front court look better. But um, yeah, I like the ceiling and LaMelo in this game. I think he's going to play 35-plus minutes. Uh, Rogier, totally fine with him. He should play big minutes. Ubre not as excited about him off the bench. Indifferent on Hayward. And the front court, I mean, bigs have done really well against Golden State. So I like Plumlee. I like Washington. And like I said, I want to keep an eye to see what the rotation is like for the Hornets. If they do just go to, like, Mark Williams as the backup and Washington and Plumlee stick at around 30 minutes, then they're just, like, neutral plays. But if you see a game where Washington plays, like, 38 minutes tonight, I'm going to have a lot more confidence in him tomorrow. And moving on to Golden State, so again, Jordan Poole, like 40 fancy points through three quarters and gets ejected. I was all over. I flag-planted Poole. I flag-planted Draymond Green, and I get punished for it. Random variance ejection. So much pain, man. Like If there's ever an ejection, you better believe he's in my lineup. But yeah, I like the ceiling a lot on Jordan Poole here. Clay Thompson, I'm totally fine with. He kind of had a ceiling game, though, once Poole got ejected. I would rather play Poole over Thompson. DiVincenzo. Pretty safe play in the mid-range. Should play somewhere around 32 to 35 minutes. Um, Draymond Green, I like. I mean, he's not going to be that low-owned because he had a massive game last game, but he's going to play big minutes in competitive game. I expect mid-30s minutes for Draymond. I think he's a pretty safe play. Von Looney should play low to mid-20s minutes. He's fine. Off the bench, if I had to pick someone, it probably would be Ty Jerome, who's played well for them. I, I think we get probably 15 to 20 minutes, so... The only downside is he's only point guard eligible. The minutes in Wiseman are not secure. If you told me Wiseman played like 15 to 20 minutes tomorrow, uh, I would have a lot of interest, but it's just not fully guaranteed in the rotation, like barely played last game. So that's the worry there. And finally, Denver and Sacramento. So I absolutely love the ceiling on Jokic. The price went down $600. I think he stands out as one of the best benefits in the slate. Um, he has been just on another level recently. It's a great matchup. It's hard not to like Jokic. Um, the rest of Denver, I think, are all tournament plays. Murray, Aaron Gordon, like these guys do have ceilings. Um, they both had a big game last game, but that was, again, overtime. 
Michael Porter Jr. still on a limit, but did play 35 minutes in overtime. Um, KCP, I believe, will play. He's a 3 and D guy. You know we're getting out of him. The minutes have not been great on Bones Highland, so can't really go to him. Um, Christian Brown probably sees some rotation minutes, but not enough for me to go there. So it's it's Jokic, and then some interest in Murray, Gordon, uh, MPJ, and KCP. And finally, the King. So my boy, Sabonis, has a fractured thumb. I have him in every best ball team. No one runs worse. Apparently, he's going to try to play through it. I don't know how it's going to work. Uh, I guess it's a pain tolerance thing. Um, so I like the ceiling on Sabonis if he can play through it and not be affected at all. But this worries me, the thumb. Plus, you got the fact that he's going to be defending Jokic and Jokic good at drawing fouls. So like, it does worry me a bit with Jokic. And I love, like, this just made me laugh. I was reading this before I started the video. It said, if he can't go, then Alex Len would jump into, this, into the starting unit. Can we just talk about this? Look at this Kings roster. Like, how are we just saying that Alex Len is going to start at the center position? You have Rashawn Holmes, you have Kata, you have Metu, you have Trey Lyles. Alex Len is listed as the sixth center. Like, how are they just, oh yeah, it's going to be Alex Len. He hasn't played in like a month, but it's going to be him. Like, what? <laughs> it's literally probably just going to be a combination of like multiple guys. I don't even know if Len would see the court. So like, that just made me laugh. Like, if, like no, I don't... Like, Whoever starts, you're probably going to feel the best about, but I would guess it's like a center rotation of like Metu, Holmes, Kata. Uh, yeah, it, it would be gross. It would be gross if Sabonis is out. If Sabonis is out, though, I mean, it's going to make Deer and Fox look better. He would get a usage bump. I mean, Sabonis is but dominating, so Fox would have to do a lot more. I would like him better. The other options look better, too, with guys like Herter and Barnes and Keegan Murray. The Mints on Keegan Murray have been a little bit more secure of late. He only played 22 last game, but before that, 30-plus Mints in every single one of the last four. Monk's always in play for tournaments, but we know his minutes and production are up and down. So the big news, obviously, here is Sabonis. Um, I hope he can play. He's on like all my best ball teams. But um, if he can't, it's probably going to be a center rotation there for the king. So that's going to wrap it up for the video, guys. Uh, hopefully, tomorrow night does not end in crippling pain like it has the last few nights for myself. Hope to bounce back. Good luck. I'll see you guys in the next one.